Talking Back. I'm your host, Dr. Paula Sperry. For the next half hour, I invite you to join me as we explore health issues in the news and learn from those involved in keeping our community healthy. Our goal is not to diagnose or to suggest treatment, but to celebrate your body's innate potential to heal itself. Good morning, Cape Cod. My name is Dr. Paula Sperry, and welcome to Talking Back. You know, Talking Back is celebrating its 30th year, giving you information that you might not otherwise hear on the news, as well as interviewing local alternative and complementary healthcare providers here on Cape Cod. We only focus on our local people. Uh, We don't like to, you know, interview people from California or Missouri or wherever, because you can't get to them. And even though you could read their books, um, there's something really special about the local people we have here on the Cape that uh, celebrate the health of your body and try to keep, keep each and every one of us as healthy as we can be. One thing that we have not done in a while is issues in the news. And a lot of you have uh, spoken up about that and said, you know, you wish that uh, more of that would be possible to hear on the show. So guess what, this whole show celebrating our 30th year broadcasting from WOMR out of Provincetown, Massachusetts, is going to be dedicated to issues in the news. First, Good Meats and Upside Down Foods are celebrating the United States Department of Agriculture's decision that it's okay to bring their bioreactor cell-cultured chicken to market. Grown from stem cells in a bioreactor, this fake meat is what Time says, quote, tastes exactly like chicken breast, only richer and tastier, unquote. Presumably, lab meats are better for the environment because they produce fewer greenhouse gases and require less land and water than conventional real meat. Fake chicken is already available in Singapore, but when and where it shows up in the stores in America is being controlled on a slow and methodical basis. They plan to start featuring its introduction in high-end restaurants and then sending it to the national grocer for distribution. This was from Time and uh, published June 21st, Sporting Goods has joined a group of growing retailers that have decided that pur and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAS, are too dangerous to human health and the environment to continue allowing them in their clothing lines. PFAS are added to fabrics to make them water and oil repellent and to prevent stains and sticking or wrinkling. PFAS are known to be forever chemicals. Because they don't break down, they pollute the environment and are detected now in the blood of people and animals. 
State leaders are excited to see companies like Dick's Sporting Goods demonstrate leadership, Sarah Dahl, National Director of Safer States, an alliance of the United States environmental health organizations, said in a statement to Environmental Health News. She also added, states from California to Colorado to New York have stepped up to protect communities by banning PFAS and textiles. It's gratifying to see other companies following suit. The source was from the Environmental Health News from June 15, 2023. And in other news, your brain wants you to eat chocolate. Numerous studies now show the remarkable benefits of dark chocolate for brain health. Non-GMO dark chocolate, the darker the better. Numerous studies show that dark chocolate for the brain health is great, but just don't overdo it. It seems an ounce a day is a good amount. That's right. Know that you could be doing something positive for your brain. Cosmos study explore cocoa products and whether these could also help our neurological process. If you're not familiar with Cosmos, C-O-S-M-O-S, or the Cocoa Supplement and Multivitamin Outcome Study, it's a clinical study that included over 21,000 subjects conducted at Brigham and Women's Hospital an affiliate of Harvard Medical School in Boston and the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center in Seattle. Scientists thought to understand more about the benefits of a daily 500 milligram cocoa extract supplement and a common multivitamin and whether the risk of heart disease, stroke, cancer, or other health conditions could be reduced with this protocol. Long-term cocoa extract supplementation may favorably impact clinical cardiovascular outcomes, including a significant 27% reduction in cardiovascular death and greater cardiovascular benefits among those taking the study pills regularly. Around 1000 BC, ancient Mesoamericans believed chocolate was an energy booster and aphrodisiac with mystical and medicinal qualities. The Mayans, who considered cacao a gift from the gods, used chocolate for sacred ceremonies and funeral offerings. Cocoa is an ancient fermented product made from the bean of the cacao tree, Themobroma cacao. Cocoa products contain cachetins, and epicachicans, which are readily water-soluble flavonoids and occur in plant compounds with vascular health benefits. Experimental and clinical studies testing the consumption of cocoa products and cocoa flavanols have noted potential benefits on platelet activation, endothelium-dependent vasodilation, blood pressure, inflammation, and even insulin resistance, which may translate into important cardiovascular benefits. You know, it's important to note, however, that all chocolate is not created equal. So before you grab that typical mass-produced chocolate candy bar or bag of M&Ms, 
It's important to understand that not all forms of chocolate contain the high levels of flavanols that have the, these benefits that we want. So it's the dark, non-GMO or genetically modified chocolate that is the best. Dark chocolate is lower in sugar and unhealthy fats. To be classified as dark chocolate, it must be at least 35% cocoa. However, I recommend that you choose your chocolate with the highest cocoa content, ideally 75 to 85%. And while it's tempting to overdo it, remember that a little, up to one ounce a day, goes all the way. As noted by the Cosmos investigation, chocolate or cocoa does appear to have a number of cardiovascular benefits. Other research findings include women who eat chocolate have a significantly reduced risk of developing heart failure. A 2015 study of 21,000 people who were followed over 12 years found that people who ate the most chocolate had an 11% lower incidence of coronary artery disease and a 25% lower incidence of cardiovascular death compared to people who do not eat chocolate. A 2016 study of more than 60,000 Swedish adults linked eating chocolate with a lower risk of heart attack and ischemic heart disease. Eating dark chocolate with almonds improves your blood lipid levels, such as cholesterol, in people with obesity. We know that there is a link between high cholesterol and stroke risk, so lowering cholesterol is a part of a healthy health program. You know that feel-good feeling you get when you eat chocolate? That's because of four chemicals released by the brain, including endorphins, serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin. These chemicals used by neurons communicate with each other and create a positive emotional experience. Chocolate also raises the level of phenylalanine, the love chemical, which literally gets our hearts pumping and increases feelings of joy. The positive effect of chocolate has been extensively studied over the years. In 2017, for example, research found that consuming cocoa led to short and long-term improvements in general cognition, attention, processing speed, and working memory as well. More recently, the Cosmos study yielded the 2023 publication, Dietary Flavanols Restore Hippocampal-Dependent Memory in Older Adults, with lower diet quality and lower habitual flavanol consumption. The results show that flavanol consumption worked to support brain and memory performance during normal cognitive aging. Participants who started the trial with lower flavanol intake diet and who took a cocoa extract supplement experienced an overall 24% in flavanol levels on average and achieved an average of 16% improvement in memory performance after one year, effectively catching up to those with a higher flavanol intake diet at the start of the study. Which is an interesting fact, considering that they've just marketed a brand new anti-Alzheimer's uh, drug, which supposedly removes the amyloid placking from the brain and improving the cognitive ability of people by about 27%. Now that's going to cost you about $26,000 a year to have that therapy, but what does a little dark chocolate cost in the long run to achieve 16% improvement?
According to the authors, low flavonol consumption can act as a driver of cognitive aging. The researchers emphasize and hope that the information will lead to formal recommendations related to flavanol intake for brain health. In addition to dark chocolate, there are several excellent sources of natural flavanols that we can easily incorporate as a part of our healthy diet, such as in berries and citrus fruits, many vegetables, green teas, and others. Research has also shown that cocoa and cocoa-derived products may also have neuromodulation and neuroprotective properties. Cocoa has been implicated as having the potential of counteracting cognitive decline and sustaining cognitive abilities through direct and indirect biological action. Like other flavonoids, it can interact with signaling proteins essential for pro-survival pathways that are crucial for triggering gene expression and protein synthesis in long-term potentiation. But we can't live well on just chocolate alone. You know, it takes a village of healthful foods to ensure our brain's well-being. And while dark chocolate in moderation can be part of a daily diet, if your health conditions allow, we advise following the comprehensive tenets of the program, like the Bresden Protocol. This therapeutic approach has been widely reviewed and emphasizes a multi-pronged effort addressing numerous aspects of neurological health and prevention from a treatment perspective. You can download a summary guide and visit SuzanneGazdaMD.com where you'll also find additional related blogs. So go ahead and savor that chocolate in moderation. Focus on a diet rich in flavanols and other healthy foods and give your brain the optimal opportunity to do even more brilliant things every day. References for this segment are Cocoa and Multivitamin Supplement Outcomes, the Cosmos Trial, from cosmostrial.org, Quok, Beckholt, Lentchies, and et al. Habitual Chocolate Consumption and Risk in Cardiovascular Disease Amongst Men and Women, and uh, it was published in Heart 2018. And Larson, Atkinson, Gigante, and Wolk, Chocolate Consumption and Risk of Myocardial Infarction, a Prospective Study in Meta-Analysis from Heart Journal in 2016. Science Daily News and Releases, Moderate Chocolate Consumption Linked to Lower Risks of Heart Failure. And Lee et al., Effects of Dark Chocolate and Almonds on Cardiovascular Risk Factors in Overweight and Obese Individuals, a Randomized Controlled Feeding Trial from JAHA 2017. A study published in May 29th of 2023 in the Journal of Toxicology and Environmental Health found that a chemical broken down in your body when you consume sucralose is genotoxic and breaks up your DNA. Sucralose, marketed as Splenda, is used in hundreds of products, from chewing gum to diet soda to frozen and dried packaged foods, gelatins, 
and packaged baked goods, as well as free-flowing, quote, sugar for use like regular sugar. As DNA holds the genetic code controlling how our bodies grow and are maintained, this is a serious problem that could lead to multiple health issues, Science Alert reported. So significant are the researchers' concerns that they're now calling for food standard agencies to review the safety and regulatory status of the sugar substitute. Study authors also said the implications of their findings raise significant health concerns regarding the safety and regulatory status of sucralose itself. And this from Science Alert, June 6, 2023, the Journal of Toxicology and Environmental Health May 29th, 2023. In a deal with the Mayo Clinic and other unnamed healthcare providers, Google will use AI technology to data mine patient and administrative records. Calling it a supercharged version of Google, STAT says the goal is to improve patient care and research. The tool effectively lets clients create their own chatbots using Google's technology to scour mounds of disparate internal data, the CNBC reports. It will also enable providers to gather aggregates of information for research related to patient care. As far as patient privacy goes, Google says the process is HIPAA compliant. Sources are STAT June 7, 2023 and the CNBC June 7, 2023. Are food tokens in our future? The World Health Organization and their One Health approach are coming for the world's food supply systems, aiming to meld them with health and medical fields. The outcome will be food tokens, medically tailored meals and prescription food programs that dictate what you eat. Part of this new food is medicine agenda, which is being put in place to ultimately screen, track, and control people through food According to the investigative journalist Corey Lynn, the Rockefeller Foundation, the American Heart Association, and Kroger have already partnered to develop and launch the Food is Medicine Research Initiative, which includes programs like produce prescriptions and medically tailored meals. Expect that the Food is Medicine Initiative ramps up. You'll hear more about the necessity of bioengineered food lab-grown meats and insects for good human health and to protect the planet. It was October 2022 when the World Health Organization announced its One Health Joint Plan of Action, launched by the Quadripartite, which in addition to the WHO consists of Food and Agriculture Organizations of the United Nations, or the FAO, 
The United Nations Environmental Program, UNEP, the World Organization for Animal Health, WOAH, and the Quadripartite will join forces to leverage the needed resources in support of the common approach to address critical health threats and promote the health of people, animals, and plants, and the environment, according to the WHO press release. Echoing this statement, the WHO Director General says that a transformation of the world's food systems is needed urgently based on a One Health approach that protects and promotes the health of humans, animals, and the planet. They are going to begin to use campaigns and launch programs and change policies and financing with aggregating data and tying the healthcare industry into the food supply and ultimately screen track and control people through food, Lynn says. Globalists team up to tell you what to eat and the Rockefeller Foundation, the American Heart Association and Kroger have already partnered to launch the Food is Medicine initiative. It includes programs like produce prescriptions and medically tailored meals, which sound good in theory, but entities like the Rockefeller Foundation aren't looking to further the research of small farmers producing real healthy food. Consider the Alliance for the Green Revolution in Africa, or AGRA, which was launched in 2006 with funding from the Rockefeller Foundation and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. With strategies centered on promoting biotechnology and chemical fertilizers, AGRA's influence significantly worsened the situation in the 18 African nations targeted by this philanthropic endeavor. Hunger under AGRA's direction increased by 30%, and rural poverty rose dramatically. The Green Revolution is another Rockefeller Foundation-funded conversion of natural farming to a system dependent on chemical, fossil fuels, and industry. You can expect that under this Food is Medicine initiative, genetic engineering, lab-grown meats, and eventually insects will take center stage. Plus, it's another tool for integrating food under healthcare, so you can ultimately be tracked with one digital health passport. Lynn says, of course, food is medicine, but that's not the true intention of this initiative. By integrating food under medicine, just imagine how this will change the landscape of the control mechanisms being put in place under the guise of healthcare. This isn't the only avenue the Rockefellers are using to orchestrate the shift in food control. They're also one of the major funders of the Center for Good Food Purchasing, along with W.K. Kellogg Foundation, Panta Rhea Foundation, Michael and Susan Dell Foundation, and the 11th Hour Project, the grant-making vehicle of the Schmidt Family Foundation. The goal is to manage the Good Food Purchasing Program, which is all about getting institutions to convert over to their supply chain transparency from farm to fork and shift toward a values-based purchasing model. Converting schools, hospitals, and public administrations is a strong goal for starters. They've established standards, certifications, and a point system as the first of its kind and are building local and national partners as quickly as you can build a website. 
Meanwhile, they're rolling out food as medicine courses at hospitals and universities in order to indoctrinate healthcare providers into this plan. Among the training will be screening for nutrition and instructions on how to refer patients to their community nutrition resources, along with education on the, quote, benefits of gene-edited food and fake meat. And what happens if you veer from their prescribed diet? Expect that the Food as Medicine initiative ramps up. You'll hear more about the necessity of bioengineered food, lab-grown meat, and insects for the, quote, good of human health and to protect the planet. It's important to share the knowledge with your circle about the pit foods of these foods and why whole traditional foods are truly what your body needs. Because if the powers that be take control of our food supply and dictate what people can and cannot eat, humanity is threatened. You know, this is going to be a slow burn, but they are clicking out multiple pieces of this structure into place simultaneously. And when that burn finally reaches inside people's homes and into their cabinets and refrigerators and wallets, it will be too late to roll back on all of the policies and regulations that have locked into place. Okay, sources and references for this are Corey's Diggs, November 22nd, 2022. The WHO, October 17th, 2022. The White House, September 28th, 2022. Corey's Diggs, Laundering with Immunity. The Control Framework, Part 2. A Powerhouse of Ruin from March 2023. Illinois Blockchain and Distrib- Distributed Ledger Task Force, January 31st. 2018, the American Heart Association, September 2022, and the Rockefeller Foundation, Food is Medicine, from the Defender, February 4th, 2021. Well, I'd love to thank you for listening today. This has been Dr. Paula Sperry, and uh, we've been examining a few things about food in an extended program featuring issues in the news. I'd also like to thank Banco de Gaia for the background music. Farewell for Genjistan. Have a great day and please remember to love your body and read your labels. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Back. Talking Back is heard on WOMR Radio at 92.1 FM at this time each week. If you have news or comments to share, or you would like to be a guest on Talking Back, write, call, or email this station care of Dr. Paula Sperry, WOMR FM Radio, Post Office Box 975. Provincetown, Massachusetts, 02657. Or you can give us a call. We're at 508-487-2619 or 1-800-921-9667. We're also at www.womr.org online. Tune in next week. And until we meet again, please remember to love your body.